0: I've got a story a story
1: Read the latest LGBT trends, TV, and the ever expanding world of drag. Hello there, I'm the Velvet Snatch, and welcome to season three of Girl. This week, I'm joined by the wonderful Thotter, Stu. you
2: yeah, it, right, love. <laughs>
1: oh, butch won it. Oh, my bay Butch. It's just a skeleton crew of us here today, and to be fair, Stu, I. I think that's the first time either of us have ever been called skeletal, so. Uh... Not <laughs> since I was 13. <laughs> so, to balance things out and to add their own special flair, we are joined by our delectable special guest host, Drag King extraordinaire, TikTok icon, and makeup aficionado, Baron LeVay. I read, mate. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you got 20 pence for the May. I,
3: I, I, 20 pence, like. Yeah.
2: <laughs> when you said TikTok and Sensation, I thought you were going to say me again, with my four followers. Your four followers? <laughs> I don't even think I have four.
1: I don't even think you've got a profile picture, Stu. No, I don't. No, it's just... just a box. <laughs> <laughs> what are these four people expecting? <laughs> but yeah,
3: I think, doctor... I think I'm one of them.
1: You are. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might be one of them as well. But... I think I'm the other two. No, Bar- Baron, we haven't had you on the show since season
3: one. It's either episode. I think two, I was probably three? your first guest with a vagina.
1: Yes. Okay. We'll go with that. You were. <laughs> our, our that could,
2: guest that could be vagina. factual. There we go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We don't we don't check our guest's uh, bits, but um, maybe
2: we can introduce
1: that later. Uh, unless so. they ask
2: us to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the probing questions. But now, why would we want a makeup devotee here with us, unless we had something extra special in store for you? And of course we do, with this week's special guest. Senior makeup artist at Mac Cosmetics, Instagram Sensation, free series judge of BBC's The Glow Up, with a sweater wardrobe braver than that one bitch who said I could pass for 40 if I tried. Hmm. It's the man we all want to do our faces. It's Dominic Skinner.
0: Hiya. How you doing? <laughs>
1: Hiya.
2: How
0: are you uh, doing? Everything great for you? Everything's dandy-ish. dandy <laughs> ish. It's, yeah. It's all, it's a Yeah. It's all a bit like, you know, stepping out in the great wonder for, like, the yeah. first time. And you're like... do I really want to (laughs) do I just want to stay indoors again that's that's where I'm at I'm kind of undecided I keep going out and then thinking like no I want to stay in again so yeah it's that sort of horrible
1: I think that's it It still feels like a bit of a dream the idea of being able to go out and see people again you're like it's a trick isn't it you know someone's you're gonna you're gonna get grabbed on the wrist and they'll be like no it was a lie come on back in the house
0: (laughs) yeah back in and it's like well that's the thing it's like I naturally I'm a really unsociable person don't yeah I, I like to get asked out. I like to get invited to things. The reality is, I'm never going to go. Mm. So, <laughs> so, I mean, that still is a the truth. mood. Yeah, you know, it's like, nah. actually Well, not that I want to be in bed by nine, but you know, I'll still Half be. Night. Just, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just the effort, isn't it? Sometimes it's just a, it's a real effort to sort of be around people and and sort of be nice.
2: It's nice to be asked, so you can say no.
0: Well, I don't even say no. I just ignore the on red
1: <laughs> well but that's the thing though it's it's that thing where as soon as you're not invited to something you you get upset about it and you just kind of go like oh well, well why wasn't i
0: invited i mean i didn't want to go but still you know on principle i know it's like i'm still here like you know don't forget me even though i'm gonna not go <laughs> but but no i think that you, you know it's that sort of tentative steps i mean i am over wearing masks that's the one thing i am mm-hmm. i'm so over it I'm beyond over it. I just can't do it anymore. So yeah. I think because the tash, the tash is the thing that really causes the problem. Because if if I don't have it sort of styled, yeah, it's in my mouth, and all <laughs> I get is a mouth of hair every time I speak or breathe, and it's literally just you know it's like and because it, it, it's not nice hair either, it's pubic hair. Let's face <laughs> it. So I'm literally choking on pubic hair every time i open my mouth which is unfortunately there's nothing nice to go along with that
3: <laughs>
0: so it's I and mean, i'm married we... to
3: a woman so well <laughs> you, you know choking on pubic hair it's, uh, yeah.
0: exactly it's like a you know <laughs> occupational hazard so it's like um, but then if i have it styled then it just gets really sticky in the humidity mm. of wearing a mask so it's like i've either got a sticky mouth or a hairy mouth be mm. the one is not pleasant.
2: Hey, some people haven't had any of those for a good two years, so I'm sure they'd be jealous. <laughs> that's,
0: and I'm I mean, sitting right see, that's, here. See, that's a fan's only, isn't it?
2: Velvet's <laughs> it's crying tears of sad, sad uh... jealousy. <laughs>
1: The thing is, though, obviously, you know, your your iconic moustache, like, you know, so perfectly styled and whatnot. Like, could you not, like, shave it off and then just get, like, a plastic moustache and then just sort of clip <laughs> it off? Like, could you not just clip it on in between the nostrils and just kind of...
0: That is, I mean, that is true. I could. You know what the number of people that ask me if it's real? Really? I say, yeah. Like, is it real? It's like, <laughs> on oh, what insane planet would you be on? if you decide to just stick a fake moustache on and walk out the house. Like, how? How? how, Why? What? no, Nah. You might do that quite often. (laughs) This is the thing. It's like, you know, you walk out the house, it's like keys, phone moustache all right okay we can go out now it's like why why would why would that be a thing unless it was a thing yeah quite honestly sorry baron it's for performance totally though yeah, yeah but, but that is that is a weird that is a weird ask and, and people ask it a lot That's as if a- it's the first time i've ever heard it and i'm gonna laugh it's like i'm yeah. not but uh but yeah no it's it's a it is a thing and it's one of those things that i kind of feel like if i ever want to disappear and become incognito i would just take it off and no one would recognize me it would just i would just fade into the background and so so it is that sort of the day the day i give everything up it's coming off
1: oh that's quite cool though (laughs) that's quite cool that there's an exit plan there's just a you know oh yeah fade into the distance and then become a legend and they'll be like (laughs) (laughs) benji (laughs) <laughs> so so Dom, for the for the four people in the world who might not know who you are
0: uh how would you describe yourself lucky <laughs> i think, I think right, okay. the thing. um just i'm a makeup artist i think <clears throat> that's that's what i am i'm a makeup artist and i've worked for years in the industry i've worked for about 20 years Twenty plus years in the industry. Uh, I work for a makeup brand. I work for MAC Cosmetics, and you know they're a big brand. And I kind of work my way through, and um, and then all of a sudden opportunities have come up to do TV shows and stuff. it's so <laughs> really it wasn't on the plan. I can tell you that for a fact. Mm. But I think, yeah, that's that's does that answer the question? Yeah, I that it's a bit of a difficult question because it's like, you know, who am I? I'm nobody. I'm literally just someone that that puts makeup on people that just happen to get asked to. You know, audition for a TV show, and I thought, "What the hell? What have I got to lose?" And that's kind of where it's come from, really. So, so yeah, that's a it's a difficult one to answer. I think
2: that's that's a question that I was going to ask you at some point, actually. What is the process? Because did you get approached to audition for it? Because I think everyone kind of assumed that the hosts and the judges would have just been like a shoe in.
0: Yeah, I did. I got asked to. Okay, so so basically, what happened was well, what happened was I was on, I was. <laughs> I was on holiday. Technically, it was a holiday. It was April. It was in Mallorca. It was freezing cold. I was fully clothed with a blanket, lying on a sun lounger, next to a pool that wasn't heated, all because my husband was going there to do some cycle training. Mm-hmm. And he had convinced me that this was the most amazing opportunity to get a really lovely holiday because it's, it's mid April. Of course it's the Mediterranean. It's going to be so hot. You're going to love it. I was freezing. <laughs> I was bored and I got, this is a bit of a long story, so I do apologize, but I got a message from a music person saying that my name had been put forward by a stylist to work with a band, which I'm not going to say who, and would I be interested? And I was really, I was like, Oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm 40. I'm ready to sort of try new things and sort of venture into new, new areas. And it didn't happen. Mm. <laughs> Which is like, uh, okay. But it what it did is it kind of totally took me left the center. And I wasn't expecting that I was just expecting to do my job and carry on doing what I do. And, you know, live a happy life, you know, two cats, grow old watch murder she wrote and die um but then this came along and it kind of made me really think like oh actually is this what i want to do do i want to do other things do i want to venture out and and you know play about a bit and and then what two weeks later three weeks later i got a message on instagram again but from a producer saying that she had sort of seen me on a few sort of videos and youtube stuff and on instagram and uh she's putting together a TV show. Would I be interested in being a judge? And I was like, yes, (laughs) because I just thought, what the hell have I got to lose? I've got nothing to lose. If I don't get it, I'm still happy. I love what I do. I love my job. But if I do get to do it, then, well, actually that's when I'm going to shit myself. So I kind of, I, I went along with it just purely just to do the audition process, to see what that was all about. I generally thought at the end of it, I wouldn't get it because I'm no one. I'm no one really in the makeup industry. I'm a. I'm part of a minion uh, crew that's over in the corner, and uh, you know I'm not a Val Garland. Uh, you know, or one of these names. But I did it, and I went for it, and they liked what I did, and and I got the job. And then I suddenly fucking shout myself because I thought now I've got to actually do this, <laughs> and I went into absolute I had to hives, sweats, um, and that's how it kind of came about. I never expected it to be that I would be one of the main judges I was expecting maybe a guest judge or something like that and then when I got told no you're one of the main judges it was like because <laughs> my job my whole life has been behind the camera my whole life has been behind the talent as it were to do the makeup to make people look amazing and we kind of sit in the background and and that's what I really love I love that teamwork effort of being part of the crew and, and then all of a sudden I'm in front of the cameras and and it was, yeah, it was a real, it was a real shock to the system, quite <laughs> frankly. Well, for both of us, for both me and Val, like we we literally held each other's hands on the first day, just like sweaty palmed and like, oh my god, what the hell are we doing? Uh, but yeah, that's that's how it kind of came about. But it, but really, it's it's you know that what I try and talk about is more about the the these opportunities come and you have to just go with it. You have to just say yes. You can't sit back and think you're not good enough or worry that you might. You know, like imposter syndrome plays a lot Mm. within the creative industry and within the creative arts. And I'm sure you you will have it. You will kind of think, am I good enough? Is someone someone's going to spot me and realize, tell me that, you know, tell me the truth and tell me that I'm shit and Mm -hmm. that I shouldn't even bother. But the fact is, everyone else is thinking that you're thinking that they're shit. So you just have to (laughs) you, you just have to go with it and just, you know, wait until you get that tap on the shoulder. And that's really sort of it's a shame that it took me to 40 to kind of realize that. Because you think, like, if only I'd had, had that sort of moment of magic ten years ago, things could be different. But you know, Celavey, it is what it is, and you yeah. have to just live with it.
1: I think we, I think we all get our own lives, kind of thing. And it's the idea of as soon as you have that realization, just doing the best you can with it, and being like, oh, actually, yes, now I'm going to embrace all of this, and 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 exactly what you said about imposter syndrome, like everyone has it, where. Like they'll go like, oh, well, I I couldn't possibly do that. And then they'll, if they do it, they'll pull it off. And then they need to appreciate like, wow, you you can do that. You can do the challenges that are thrown at you, rather than sort of being too scared to actually ever try. I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing because you all have the same imposter syndrome. Do, I mean, do you or do you not? I don't I, know. I, I definitely I've do. Definitely. Like. I,
1: I think I keep going like oh I'm terrible like I'm awful I can I'm not funny I can't do drag And then you'll get asked to do a show and you'll do it and you'll be like, I I pulled that off. Like, I actually achieved that. And it's always a surprise. And I keep going like, when is it going to stop for being like, oh, yeah, of course I did. Yeah, I'm amazing. And I still kind of, you know, I still walk off the stage and be like, did anyone laugh? I, I didn't hear. Did anyone?
3: It's exactly that. Every day, obviously being a content creator as well now that like... I sit and I'm like, I'm going to wake up one day and this is all going to be gone because they're all going to realise that I'm terrible at what I do. (laughs) Like, I know that somewhere deep inside me, I must know that I'm not terrible, otherwise I wouldn't be doing it in the first place. But every day I have that fear.
1: Mm. So (laughs) do you mind, Dom, if we ask you some questions about Glow Up, if you're not sick of hearing about it already?
0: No, I mean, otherwise, what am I doing here? (laughs) I'm here here for you. you. You ask away. Right, Okay. so... My main question, knowing a
2: few of the people that have been on the show, which one of them was the biggest troublemaker? Because I feel like I've got an idea, but I'm probably wrong. Well, judges, guest judges, or... Oh, both, both. I I had contestants, but I want to know both
0: now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And why is it Val? The answer is always Val. Let's face it. The biggest troublemaker is Val. Um, uh, mm, mm, mm. So this is the thing we are actually kept really separate from the contestants. So we don't actually, we don't interact with them at all. Mm. Unless, unless we're in the, in the, unless we're in the studio and we're being filmed. And even then when we do what's called sharking, that bit where you kind of walk around and I have to look, you know, raise an eyebrow. oh what are they up to? <laughs> um, really? That color lipstick? Um, we, when we do that, we're not allowed to talk to them. The first, <laughs> first season we, we, we didn't, we didn't really know what we were doing. So we were going round and would be like, Yeah, put that brush down and use that one instead. <laughs> and they would and the, the producer come running over and say, Did you just speak to the speak to the contestant? I was like, No. No. <laughs> and then were, you know, and then they'd be picking up a new brush and the producer would be like, Why have they picked up a new brush? Why, why well I don't know. Did I with me? <laughs> um, and so we were getting into trouble for that. So, um so after that we we literally didn't we weren't allowed to talk to them and so even even after like uh after we're filming and we're all kind of going home, we get separated, so one group go before we go um or we go, and then they go, depending on who's who's filming what because they don't want us to be biased towards individuals that might try and be a bit friendly mm. um and there there's been a there's been a few that have you know when they when we when they come up to get their feedback you know they try and you know flirt a little and Val and I are very sort of like oh you get you're getting me of today uh because you know they they want to try and flirt with you to to kind of be nice to them and and the thing is we are we are cold hard bitches and we do not take that so you know it doesn't it doesn't roll with us to answer your question of who's who was the biggest troublemaker we don't know because we don't necessarily interact with them like that we don't see them we don't know about what they do when they're in the apartment we don't know what they're up to on days off um we literally have nothing to do with them and we're not we're not allowed to you know (laughs) so if i see them in the hall in the hallway like if i'm leaving you know you literally hood over your eyes and you're running through not to look at them because because you're not allowed to really sort of be that friendly and and actually after the show as well that's the other thing that i find really difficult is after the show after we film uh we're not we're not really allowed to contact them or speak to them until it's until they're announced yeah uh, as as the contestants on the show and then and then uh on the show you know during the weeks that's when we can start interacting with them and that's when i try and get a bit more of a response to them and, and uh, sort of, you know, I'll message them and make sure they're okay. If they, Once they've been eliminated, it's like, you know, how are you feeling? Don't worry. What, you know, tomorrow's another day and you can do the, you know, um, whatever it needs to be. But um, whilst we're filming, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You know, who I think is actually the nicest person could be an absolute can. Um, you know, but that's that's really sort of, that's that's as far as it goes, really.
3: What you're saying is you were the biggest troublemakers then. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah.
0: It's like... <laughs> Obviously, we don't we don't have riders or anything, but we do like a cup of tea in a mug. We don't like it in a in a in a paper cup. And yes. um and the the runners discover that on day one when Val sort of uh, goes, oh oh <laughs> and then and then uh someone goes yeah you give them a mug and uh and then they sort of scurry off and come back with a mug um so that's 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 really it uh
1: one question i've got is going back to the contestants did you have you ever seen a challenge and just thought i'm glad i'm not doing that
0: <laughs> every <laughs> single one like, i mean <laughs> Not being funny, like. Well, the funny thing is, so Val and I literally did, uh, just in the season just filmed. We were just chatting amongst ourselves, and one of the producers came and was like, oh, "What are you talking about?" And we were like, "Oh, just we were just you know laughing about you know whether we would actually get on the show, and uh, <laughs> and not even not even a split second went by when the producer turned around and said, "No, you, we wouldn't have you." <laughs> I'm like what? And they were like, "Because you can't talk and do makeup." And because you can't talk and do makeup, we couldn't have you because you'd be really fucking boring to look at on telly. And we're like, oh, <laughs> so thanks. <happy. laughs> so so not, even, not even got an opportunity. No, we don't even get the opportunity. We do creative makeup. We can do creative makeup. But because of the length of time we've both been doing makeup for, for you know, for so long, there is this new style of makeup that we, it's just not in our DNA to, mm-hmm. to do. Um, I noticed it in myself when the cut crease was like this thing and, you know, everyone was after the cut crease and it's like, I don't even, I don't know, like (laughs) how, how is that? How do you do that? You know? And so you, as a makeup artist, you are learning all the time. You're learning and learning and learning, but there is this sort of generation that has not grown up with anything other than social media. So their, their expectation of their own skill set is so much higher and so much bigger than, either myself or Val and we just we we just wouldn't I wouldn't know where to start with half of the things that that they get asked to do it's like how on earth do you come up with these ideas just brilliant like like (laughs) James with a blender and and some cork like bottled, (laughs) bottled corks things like what no Stick them in a blender. Stick them on the, some poor girl's face, but it was amazing. But you just think, I would never have even thought about that. So you know, the, the reality is, is that what these artists are producing and creating at the minute is just far beyond you know what what makeup was when I was their age.
3: Who's been your favourite guest,
0: judge? <sighs> oh, that's oh oh. Ugh. As they all start, <laughs> flushing into my head, like pa 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 pa. Who? Okay, look, I'm not going to say one. You can't, you can't just have one. Is that okay? <laughs> is that okay? Okay. If first, one, like. I'm going to say first one. Les Child. Oh, yeah. Legend. Les. I mean, you know what's really funny is that my my brother is. Uh, he's a, like we're, we're both really big fans of Erasure. Actually. I was
1: going to bring this up. I was going to bring up that he, really? he choreographed the Phantasmagorical tour.
0: Yeah, and he has had the most incredible life. He had really, I mean, the stories that he was telling us off camera was just, I could have just listened to him all day, but we were, my brother had told me about him years ago about this, about this guy called Les Chad. Oh, char Oh no, oh no Child. You know, and all this sort of stuff. And, and it's like, it was like, he, this person does not exist. He really doesn't. He does. He <laughs> actually exists. This, this person is real. And, it was so fascinating we were able to get uh we we were filming in one place and we got a cab and i shared a cab with him and and i literally was just i was asking him so many questions so, so what happened with the pet shop boys what do we do here what do we do there what what happened there? and the things that he was telling me about about sort of early mid 90s in new york learning about the ballroom scene it was just an absolute fascinating tale and so if any if, if you don't follow him he does post some random things on instagram but it is just worth being a part of that world i just think he's he's incredible so that that was that was a that was an unexpected joy michelle visage was just we're like besties now like you know, <laughs> i'm I just, jealous i want she, i want her on the podcast so bad she is just i mean you the thing is about michelle that you you absolutely admire is her incredible professionalism she is she works like she fucking works she was doing strictly at the time. So she couldn't do the Saturday, but Sunday, like she's just done a full day on the show. And the Sunday she then came to film. That was her only day. That's why we only had her for, for the creative brief. We couldn't have her as a guest judge for that throughout the episode, because we, we film over two days and she, uh, she, she turned up seven in the morning. We, we, we do really long days. So we get there about seven in the morning. She was fully made full hair, full makeup, full clothing, And she just, she came in, said hello to everyone. She was um, really gracious with her time and talking to everyone and having a laugh. And, you know, I thought there would be some sort of like snoopy snobbery around like, you know, who people are and and whether they get any attention. And she was just in with everybody. And it was, you know, when you sort of hear people like, don't meet your idols because they're going to be really disappointed. Mm. It's like she was not in any way. She was just the most. Wonderful, wonderful person. And then following that, uh Kimchi was just <laughs> like I literally was when I got told I, I weed a little uh <laughs> when that happened. And then I was uh she was just gonna walk out and I was just like, oh no, 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 we can't have her just walking out. We need to do something. So we found a little cart and we sat her on the cart and I, I pushed her out um on this cart, like, you know, selling potatoes or something at market. But uh <laughs> but she was she was just I mean she's so tall she is massive (laughs) especially when she stood next to Val um it was just it was really quite comical but um but again full makeup full hair full drag so early in the morning and and that that it was just yeah it was amazing we I think we've been so lucky we've just because of the way the the producers create the show and they put so much effort in making it a real sort of honor almost to they want to make the best show and they want to be respectful to the industry so they they don't mock it and they don't sort of belittle it they um but by doing that so many people so many incredible makeup artists I know have kind of reached out and said I need to be on the show I love the show I watch it all the time and it's like that is so not your thing you're not that sort of makeup artist that you should enjoy it, but you, you see the respect that it's given. And, and, um, and I think that's why we are so fortunate. We get some incredible guest judges and we get some amazing opportunities, especially this year. We got, you know, we got to go on The Crown. We got to go on Peaky Blinders. We got to go you know, do shoots with ASOS. It's like these are not sort of small fry. These are big jobs that we're giving these artists opportunities to do. And, and, uh, and that only comes about because people respect the show.
3: This conversation leads on to my next question.
0: Oh, so look at that done. segue. Fancy. Oh segue. Um,
3: <laughs> so we've got like three winners now. Um each of the three winners no. Who's no, <laughs> how am I waiting this?
1: <laughs> Let's but... go back. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> let me let me look no, at my baron note. do you have a question I,
3: <laughs> I do have a I have a question what has been your favorite challenge we've got wrong.
1: three winners now
0: how who what's your yeah, favorite challenge what's yeah. your favorite challenge <laughs> that's another um, question. <laughs> uh okay what's been my favorite challenge as in creative brief or sort yes, of work the, the real work thing that we get them to do at the beginning
3: creative brief i think yeah
0: there's there's been a couple sorry you know when suddenly you just get a flashback of of, these of the looks of the looks <laughs> and all i'm getting at the minute is nikki's blue lip <laughs> uh the 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 iconic makeup that is uh, Nikki's gender fluid look what has been my favorite i think out of this world which was this season it was sort of like an alien sort of futuristic alien type uh challenge that that i thought really created some incredible makeup looks that was amazing yeah.
1: i mean Riley's one the the riley's with the brand with the branches yeah and wow. i think
0: you know what that is the thing like being a makeup artist of so many years I know the technical ways of doing that. You know, you would, you know, you get your latex, you get your your prosthetics, you blah, 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 blah. No, that bitch gets a cotton pad and just fucking sticks it over the poor model's eyes with some tape. It's like, but it works. And that was what I thought was really amazing about Riley. Riley comes from a social media background. She is a, she is a TikTok megastar. Um, and so putting her into a situation where she's got to work with prosthetics that she doesn't really do she made it work and and i think that's the ingenuity that these artists have it's just sometimes just mind-blowing um but but yeah out of this world i thought was amazing what was the other one uh the club culture i well, actually that was michelle visage's episode the the club kids and club culture that was really fun because they there were some really amazing makeups um bernie did something that was around sort of berlin rave scene and and sort of you know looking like a moving image and a sweat sort of and it was like it was just stunning the the colors and and the the harmonizations of what was going on was just beautiful there's been there's been amazing i mean i always find it weird when the producers say say, right these are the these are the challenges each week and it's like how on earth have you thought of those (laughs) it's like (laughs) you know i thought after after one season it's like well we've done it now we can't really do anything else because there's nothing else to do oh yes there is you know <laughs> but there's always there's always extra things we can do
1: one question i wanted to ask uh specifically about glow up is like how how much can you tell the models to do like how much can the contestants like direct the models? Cause, cause especially in the out of this, no, it was in the deadly sins one mm. where all of the models were just deadpan. They were just stony faced and you are kind of like Jack's, Jack's like wrath one would have worked if the model was like pulling a face or doing this, but then they were just totally, is it that they just can't direct them at all? It's, it's all about the makeup and they're just a kind of mannequin, I guess.
0: Yeah, there is elements of uh, getting your model to, to present yourself in a certain way, or, or present themselves rather in a certain way, or, or move in a certain way. But we would never necessarily look at that as a as a reason why someone should, you know, mm-hmm. be celebrated or, or pulled down. You know, the makeup at the end of the day is what it's about. Um, one of the one of the great things that I love about the show is the models are always diverse. They don't necessarily get a choice of gender. Or race or age Uh, and the producers are very very good at selecting models each episode to make sure that there is always diversity in Mm. every element sometimes there are some creative briefs where they can request uh, a certain gender and we've had uh, we've had sort of gender non-conforming models come in so this sort of non-binary uh, gender as well, so that, that the makeup artist can sort of alter the gender depending on what the look is, uh, which has also been really quite beautiful. But other than that, they really don't know. There's been so many times when you can see on the on the makeup artist's face, it's like, ah, shit. <laughs> you know, I wasn't I wasn't expecting to get a model with you know that those features or a model with that skin tone. I was. I was expecting something else. And and that does throw them. And you do see that sort of slight panic in their their eyes. Um, But that's the reality. I mean, I can't say, oh my God, I can't tell you the number of times I've worked backstage. And, you know, it's what happens backstage is, you know, you're part of a team of makeup artists and you have the key makeup artist who will do the test. Um, You know, they do the test, they work out the makeup look on a model and the makeup that they do the test on fix that model they then do the makeup demonstration at the beginning of the show like backstage and they will demonstrate it normally on the same model that was at the test Hmm. so they know exactly they've done it probably three times already so they bam 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 bam, done on and then you get a model that is literally like folded potato face and you just (laughs) you've somehow got to draw lips on this and you've somehow got to put eyebrows on it and you're like i don't know where to start and but that's what happens. And, you you know, I remember doing a show, <laughs> I remember doing a show with Val. And uh, she's going to hate me so. And it was this big, it was this massive, really big eyeliner. Like thick, full, sharp, piercing eyeliner. And she did the most beautiful job. Watching Val do makeup is incredible. And then I saw her see a model. And she literally grabbed her, pulled her and sat in my seat and said, there's your first girl. And it was literally like a uh, Penfold. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I've got nothing to draw this liner on, but you have to make it work, and you have to try and shape. You know, correct it. It's you know, you have. I mean, I I did a I did a masterclass once using um, Mac Pro products, so it's like you know, colourful and creative, and and uh, you know, I spent days mixing my colours, and it was all going to be great, and I was it was. There's a bit of theatre in it where I was going to spray, and it was I was going to live my my sort of fantasy of of, uh, <laughs> of performance art. And because the model I'd chosen was was black, black British skin tone, this really deep, gorgeous uh, skin tone. So all the colours I'd chosen were going to pop and bounce and it was going to be like this multicoloured freckle uh, skin. But then the agency then called up to i'm really sorry you can't have that model now but don't worry we're sending one literally exactly the same exactly the same (laughs) this we've all heard that (laughs) yeah this east asian model turned up with the whitest of white skin and i was like but i'm not i've literally got all this stuff ready for a completely different skin tone and so in my sweaty Panic stricken, and she literally walked in as people were sat waiting to start the master class. So I literally had, she walked in and was like, ah, crap. She sat down, and I, but I did it. I started and I sprayed this blue freckle all over her face. Couldn't see it. She ended up just looking ill. It was green. Her skin was green. She looks, she looked, it was awful. But you know what? These things, mm. what can you do? And I remember it was like this sort of, I've got to rescue this. I've got to rescue this. And in my brain, my my hand just picked up the glitter and my brain was saying, <laughs> put down the glitter, put down the glitter. But no, I didn't put down the glitter. I just went with it. Honestly, it was the most horrendous makeup I've ever done in my life. But you know what? Shit happens. You you just got to roll with it. But, you know, these things happen and you do, you prep for one thing, but something else comes along and it's really about how you adapt. Mm. That's That's really it.
1: I think that was the most important thing. Like my favorite episode of season three that we've just had was where they got to work with Rankin for the music video. Uh, Mm. Because I think in the studio setting, everyone's kind of watching it just being like, oh, I could do that. Like, oh, you know, I'm pretty good at makeup. Oh, I could do these challenges. And then you kind of just go, no, well, it doesn't matter what's good. It doesn't matter what you think is brilliant or your idea is, you're working for a client. And it was great having... uh, the artist and rank in there basically just going like no that's not what we want like change it it might look nice but we want this and i think that's a stumbling block for a lot of people where it's the idea of this is a job this is a job and you have clients
0: yeah the the funny thing is is that you know 99 percent of a makeup artist's job is doing what someone wants them to do you don't have any say in the matter you can you can lead things and you can sort of push things in a certain way. But if someone wants no makeup, you can't then turn around and say, yeah, but I want to give you contour. It's like, no, I don't mm. want it. You know, and the amount of times I've done a shows where, you know, it's a no makeup makeup and you, you get someone that has, you know, problematic skin. And so you, you, you know, do what you, you know, you clean up the skin because that's your job mm. um, to sort of make it look like they're not wearing anything, but at the same time, you know making them look as, as as amazing as possible you want to make the model feel incredible that's your role you're not mm. you're not there to do an amazing look you make to you're you're there to make the model feel empowered that's your job and then you bring them over to the key artists and they literally with a thumb just wipe off all the makeup because it's too much it's just too oh. much makeup and then they re- you, you know you reveal the acne or the you know the scar scarring or something and and then they look at you as if like Ah oh, shit, sorry. Yeah, do you want to just redo it? <laughs> you know, it's like ah, oh, damn. But but you know, you, you aren't there to do what you want. That's the that's the thing that I think a lot of makeup artists that. Come from a social media background, then go into doing real life. You know that sounds really shit. Actually, sorry, not when I say real life, I, I, it's like I think you know, you're right, though, you like, know what like, I mean. You know, yeah, like, like, yeah, like I think you're totally right because
3: if you're just doing it on your own face as well, you're not seeing you're other right. people's faces, other people's skin tones. Mm. Um, so it's yeah, I think you're very correct. It's social media has probably. Change the way that people think makeup artistry is.
0: Yes. And and then there's the... But there, there have been some artists that have come on the show that have, you know, this is what they want to do. This is what they want to do. Then they get out in the real world after the show. And then within a couple of weeks, it's like, actually, I don't want to do this because I like being in my bedroom and I like doing my makeup. And actually, I like getting paid three times as much to do my makeup in my bedroom <laughs> than doing a job where I'm not even getting getting credited for it because I'm not heading the makeup team. I'm not doing anything other than than just sort of uh, someone else's look. And and that reality is hard to swallow. You know, I do glow up and I'm, I'm seen on TV judging people's makeup as a judge. But then a couple of months later, I'm then working as part of a team and someone else is heading up the, the thing. And people look at me as like, yeah, but you should be up there. It's like, no, that's not my job. You know, my job mm. sometimes is up there. My bread and butter is actually sometimes down here, you know, working with everyone else. And it's just, you know, I think people find that really weird that they see me on, on the on the BBC. Uh, <laughs> but the next thing I'm saying, what type of lipstick are you after? You know, and, you know, pulling it out of a drawer in, in a shop because I, that's where I am at the time. Yeah. It's like, you know, but, but that's the reality of makeup. It's, the makeup world is very, very up and down and you have to just roll with it.
1: I mean, do you think it's a coincidence that the top four in season three were all retail MUAs?
2: Oh, uh, I, I, uh, I think Jack,
1: they, they moved into care work, but then Jack, before Jack that, did have, their, yeah. their job was being a retail MUA.
0: The question that I get a lot is, how do I get to do what you do? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Been a whole sort of 20 years of... Gwyneth Paltrow sliding doors just without the really horrendous haircut um that without without. (laughs) (laughs) but you know but that's the thing it's like you know being in a creative industry you, you all know this I always say like if you're an accountant you you study maths And then you go to college and study maths and maths is either right or it's wrong. And then you go and join an accountancy firm and your maths is either right or it's wrong. And if it's right, you will progress up the ladder and you will then get a bigger job and a bigger job and a bigger job. And that's how you become an accountant. Being a makeup artist, anything artistic is all about taste and it's about how someone else feels about your taste and that is not a black and white answer so Mm. you can't you can't tell what's going to happen but what i can do is tell people the best education you can get the best way to learn to handle clients models uh timing is to work on counter if you work on counter you will have the person that walks into the, the store is your model it's your client And it's your uh, your your timing, because you will get uh, different skin tones coming in every hour. You will have each person is going to want something different. What person A's smoky eye is going to be different to person B's smoky eye. Person A's smoky eye, they want to do it in half an hour. Person B's smoky eye, they want to do it in 10 minutes, you know, and you have to do it. And you learn so much. I mean, I was very fortunate. I went to I went to the London College of Fashion. Thank you very much. Um, but would I do it again? I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say no. I wouldn't necessarily say yes. I learned more in the first six months working on counter than I did in my two years at LCF. But what LCF gave me was more of a debt. <laughs> it gave <Yeah>. me <laughs> debt. Like, like, gave me debt. Gave me uh I've still books that I've never read still in front of me. But it's given me, you know, it gave me an opportunity to fail and not and not worry about it. You know, I think I think art school is a place where you can mess up. And not necessarily have to deal with the consequences. Whereas if you mess up, you know, on a set, if you're doing a job and you do it wrong, you will never get asked back again. They won't tell you why, they won't tell you what you did wrong. They will just never call you again. You'll never know. You'll just have to get on with it. So, you know, that's what college does. But um, but what you learn on countdown, I'm sure, I'm sure Baron knows, you learn so much. You know, and you it's, have to deal with okay. the best. Oh, isn't Hope it? Like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I would never say that. No, I would. But it's not just it's not just the people that you work on. Like, you know, you get a customer coming in saying, oh I'm getting married. And you're like, brilliant, you know, and you talk to them and you're like, you know, but they haven't come on their own, have you? No, no. You've decided to come in with your maid of honour who thinks she knows everything. No, that's not the foundation I would use. No, I think the eyeshadow should be blue. No, I think she should be. And it's like who are you Maid of honor fucking grot bags? You're trying to make her look like a warthog. How dare you? You know, and you've invited her to be your maid of honor, you poor cow. And it's and that's the thing. But that taught me so much when you're then backstage if you if you're then sort of sent to do a a makeup test for a show and you've got the designer wanting one thing, the stylist wanting another. You have to then negotiate and work out where that middle ground is to make sure everyone's happy without letting them know that you're trying to manipulate the situation. And you learn that on counter all the time.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I had a customer... Last week, the brand that I work for, I don't ever mention the brand that I actually work for um, mm-hmm. social medias. Um, it's premium skincare is all I'm going to say. The brand that I work for, we do a small amount of skin color. And a lady came in and she was like, I need you to color match me. I was like, fantastic. Sit down. we'll We'll have a look. And she was like, no, 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 but it's for the tan that I'm going to have next week. <laughs> like, well i cannot skin I match you if you do not have the tan that i'm matching you to she went if it helps i like to look like a black woman and i was oh, like
0: no sweetheart
3: no absolutely no, no i'm darling. not going to help you black no, fish leave absolutely no. not so oh, it's yeah customers face. can be so difficult and they think that they're being perfectly acceptable but they're really not i always i always love it when you get the
0: like the boyfriends that come in with the photo with their with their girlfriend on a night out, and they're like, you know, <laughs> my girlfriend wants me to get a foundation for what? Walk- I was like, I don't know, yeah. like, uh, I, uh <laughs> like Witherspoon's gray. Literally <laughs>
3: gray. I had it's I like, had a, a woman a reflection come in. on the
0: wallpaper, and she looks slightly green. I don't know.
3: I had a woman come in and show me a picture of um it was like a an image from Vogue or something. She was like, I need this foundation. And I was like, That's a filter. And she was like, No, 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 no. She's like, this shade of like grey. And I was like, it's sepia toned, sweetheart. That is yeah. not a color foundation. <laughs> it's,
0: a great, it's, a, it's a sepia photograph. I lo- No, and you know, what? But, but the thing is, it's like it is sometimes because we know this it becomes second nature for us to be aware of it. So many people, they don't know. They really don't know. They don't notice. And that sometimes is really sad because that it's like the illusion. It's that sort of, uh, you know, Wizard of Oz pulling back the curtain and seeing some, you know, grumpy old pedo sort of standing behind with wearing some ruby slippers going, ah, oh, yeah, like, that's right, not the wizard.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I didn't yeah, even know it. you'd notice me there. Doc, but... Well, you know. We just don't look at it. <laughs> Uh, But that's the thing. And it's it's sort of, you know, the, the makeup industry is so full of smokes and mirrors that people do have this expectation. I do remember sort of do, doing the same thing. Someone wanted to be really dark and, and really almost quite orange. But it, it was that sort of orange where it suddenly starts going a bit green because it's so dark. But it's like, that's what. That's what she wanted to be. It's not my job to say you can't do that because it looks horrible. You, you know, people will laugh at you on the street. That's not my job. My job is to make sure that <laughs> that it just looks as best as it possibly can. You know,
1: damage control. Damage control. To curb, <laughs> curb <their idea>. Yeah, <laughs> okay.
0: exactly. Okay, so who would win in a fight, you or Val's glasses? Oh my days! It's got to be Val's glasses. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, they are like. They're like weapons. So season season one, I had one pair of glasses. Season two, I had two. This year, I thought, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spruce it up because we like to have a bit of a glass off. So I turned up with like four pairs of glasses, thinking, yeah, I'm bougie as fuck. She turned up with a bloody carry case full of glasses. I mean, they all look the same. I'll be honest, but the fact that she had she had so many I was so, so gutted because it was like I can't win I can never win but that's what I've learned about Val is you just you just don't win
1: I, I, I keep thinking whenever I look away from the screen and look back I'm sure they've got bigger I'm sure they're sort of slowly <laughs> growing over time and... right so we've asked you a lot of questions here we're going to have some questions from our audience in a bit but first we're going to move on to one of Thotter Two's wonderful games oh
2: oh
1: oh 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 girl
2: So it's a tradition on the show. As of last season, we now have a little game which we need to play. Um, It is also a competition. Velvet will be making a custom girl badge for the winner, (gasps) and a. (laughs) Slightly different custom girl badge for the runner-up because nobody is a loser.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, mm-hmm. one is a wonderful. Is it's gold, isn't it? One of them is a, go- a gold a nice, winners like, badge, and then a silver
2: color. runners-up badge. Yeah, one's a one's a bit bigger, so you know, size queens.
0: I am. Prefer. Oh, yeah, I do, I do, and I'm also extremely competitive. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm the younger. I'm the youngest of three three brothers, so I literally. Oh. Well,
2: well let's see I, the I, I'm such so, a loser. Top. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, like- the game is called make up or shake up um oh,
0: nice just
2: i'd do a little rhyme so in turns i'm gonna ask you each if you think that the celebrity i've mentioned has their own collection of makeup or if they shook things up and did something a bit different so we'll start oh with this is
0: really un- i've been like in a beauty hall for years. So I, I literally... out
3: I work at John Lewis. It's not exactly celebrity. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I I had to Google all of the answers. So I don't think any of us are going to be an expert here. I mean, here. I will be
0: honest. I do follow trend mood. So I do... I do know that every Tom, Dick, and Nancy has a bloody makeup line out.
2: Well, put it put it this way: not a lot of these are recent. It's
0: ah.
2: a, it's a little masher. There's some,
0: there's okay, some ones to
2: throw you off as well, yeah. right?
1: To be fair, Dom, you're not going to be the first guest we've had who's just guessed every answer.
2: Mm. <laughs> you I'm won't be the last. Well. Um, so, first one, Dom is Taylor Swift. <laughs> for those who can't see what Dom just did, he <laughs> mouthed <laughs> the word "fuck." <laughs>
0: Uh, makeup.
2: Mm, Correct. Oh, doesn't have a makeup line. She does have a fragrance called Wonderstruck. Never smelled it. Don't, don't think oh. I want to smell like Taylor Swift, to be honest. But one point for you. <laughs> yeah, Baron. <laughs> Go on, L- Little Mix.
3: I should probably know this. Um... <laughs> oh, does it count? Because they did. Oh, did they do a collection with with? Collections count
2: a lot of these. So, so makeup. Correct. They have a Little Mix collection called LMX. Uh, so Dom. Mm-hmm. Billy Bobby Brown. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Makeup. Correct.
2: Florence yeah, I'm Byron.
0: going in there. Yeah, I had to test some stuff out. Mm. Ooh, was it good? Do we approve? What's the next question?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Baron. Baron. Jennifer Aniston.
3: Oh. Um.
0: Is the screen frozen?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I've just malfunctioned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so is she up,
3: fond memories up. of jennifer aniston
2: shake Jake up indeed up. she does not have a makeup line to my knowledge i mean Ooh. google didn't tell me she did anyway she's the spokeswoman for smart water and she did a skincare range but it wasn't makeup um so she oh. partnered with Avino.
0: she did she
2: did i remember the, not, the it wasn't, wasn't makeup though it was skincare
0: so mm.
2: that was meant to shake things up but it didn't work
0: okay dom <laughs> sure Oh, see now the thing is she's very, 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 very old. <laughs> wow so...
2: Say share in the mirror three times <laughs> <laughs> is like the candy match
0: uh, I'm gonna say make makeup well, to
2: my knowledge, it was a shake up. She's done a lot in her time, but nothing at all that I could find was makeup line
0: she has she has missed out on some dollar. She, she. she
2: has not missed out on any like, dollar. <laughs> try and tell me that Cher needs more money.
0: Well, I just like, I would. If I was Cher, I would have had a I would have makeup I mean, line, I would have had a wig line, I would have done heels. Uh, no, I would definitely have
2: a Cher wig <laughs> line. I would have a Cher wig I, line.
0: I think, to be fair, when uh, Cher starts running out of money, she
1: just gets the necromancers to perform the relevant rituals. And then she <laughs> kind of comes
2: back for another tour Def- and then finally let lady. someone else have the holy grail she's like look, look fine I've had it all this time do you want to say <laughs> yes. that's a million pound please well finally one wrong um, um, okay Baron Drew Barrymore
3: Drew ba- who even cares
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say they were technically relevant celebrities I'm gonna
3: say sh- oh um, I'm gonna say shake up
2: incorrect she does have a makeup oh. line or a collaboration mm. it's called flower beauty
0: With flower yeah. I know hey. I know that one.
2: There you go. <laughs> I know okay. that one. Back to Dom. Kesha. Nice. Who? Kesha. K Dollar Sign Ha.
0: Who? <laughs> <laughs> who?
2: She's the really hyper intelligent woman who got marketed as an alcoholic, but she's actually got a lot of PhDs. She's really intelligent, but it was more clever to brand her as an alcoholic.
3: Yeah. Are you, when are you I wake serious? up I brush my teeth with a, yeah, bottle, of with jack. a bottle
2: of jack. Has she done any form of makeup though?
0: Let me put I mean, let I'm... me put my little Jessica Fletcher hat on and
1: see <laughs> have if you I got can your typewriter?
0: Look, we all know that
1: uh, she was the one doing the murders.
0: The lightning doesn't <clears throat> strike that many times. But that's the thing. Is she or is she actually just in a coma having Ooh. this sort of parallel life going on? That's the other thing.
3: There just attacked
0: my brain worms. Yeah. <laughs> right, no, let's answer this. Kesha, is gonna say makeup. Correct. She, oh, did vegan, hey. she did a vegan collection with Hip Dot. Wasn't very
2: successful. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then this is the thing. Everyone is doing it.
3: Everyone's so doing like, it, but it not awesome. everyone is doing it
0: well. Well, well mm, yeah. that's the thing. Well, that's the that's problem.
3: Baron, Cheryl,
1: <gasps> Cheryl, Cheryl. Ooh. Oh, Cheryl. Oh, right. Georgie
3: okay, ass. I. Don't remember her doing any makeup, but she's done so many adverts for. Can't even remember what it was. Guess I'm worth it. I'm going to say no. I'm
2: going to agree as far as my information and on. No, is. she didn't. Didn't she do lashes? No, no, no. She, she. That's not makeup. That's
3: lashes. That's eyeliner. Terribly sorry. I have to disagree <laughs> with you. Lashes would come under
0: makeup, yeah. definitely. Lashes, really? Yeah. yeah. And didn't when they didn't they do a Girls allowed? Each one of them oh. had a different false lash. Yeah. Pass. Okay. Fine. Well, oh. you got that
2: wrong. <laughs> okay, you got that wrong. Oh, oh, totally fine. I, li- I totally I agree you under- with you. I mean, right, I wasn't counting lashes as makeup. My apologies. Oh, okay. I'm in the wrong. Well, there. When did you, so you get, become lashist? All- yeah. I didn't become lashist. I just lash I'm exclusion I right here. I just thought they were more accessory based. <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> think Right, okay, stop well, stop,
0: like, you've just, you've stop, just robbed uh, Baron of a point there, so... Earrings, handbag, <laughs> lashes, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lash Mustache.
2: <laughs> right oh, then, please. Dom, Hilary yeah, Oh, tits. She has them. <laughs> <laughs> Do they count as makeup? Do Does that count as race? or are they accessories? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because the nipples, the nipples are the eyes of the face, remember, so. <laughs>
0: Oh, I, I'm just—I want to cry, so I'm just going to say makeup. Yes,
2: it was called nude sticks.
0: No, nude sticks. Oh, I feel like all That's... these people—I'm going to have to buy their stuff now just because I—I I feel guilty that I, didn't I, don't, know I don't imagine I don't
3: know they're still going. No, I—I
2: I don't know if that one's actually a more recent one or not. I can't remember. I did Google it. Larry Duff did something yesterday. recently. <laughs> didn't she get pregnant? And At one point, didn't she have photos leaked on the internet for when she was given a blowjob outside of a hotel? Oh, something? we've all had that done. Well, we. you know, it's She can't
0: have that claim to fame. And otherwise, we're all going for it. And finally then, Baron.
2: Camille Kabil mm. is, I think, how you pronounce her name. Ex-Fifth Harmony member, sleeping with Shawn Mendes, just in case.
3: Yeah. Um, Looking shake, shake
2: up. Incorrect. It's makeup. It's a L'Oreal <laughs> Paris collection. Oh, a wow. Yes, I think it's recent because it did pop up as a more recent one. But yeah, <laughs> she does. I don't know who the hell won there because it got confusing. But, well, <laughs> well it should know.
0: I think, I, we, I think we all know who won. The celebrities me. that did the makeup lines.
2: No, the celebrities <laughs> that didn't do the makeup lines. They're the winners. Hillary They're Duff. real winners. They're Hillary They're the Duff. real Duffers winner is women. not Hillary
1: Duff. So, uh,
0: <laughs> but
1: yeah, uh, the final scores are in, and that is four points to Dom and two to Baron.
2: Congratulations, <gasps> no. Dominic. Oh, bless you. Well God,
1: God bless you, governors.
2: You yes. truly are a Dom. Oh my. Well, you know,
1: <laughs> I've <have> been known. <laughs> I am a bit partial to a bit of mm. yeah. Oh, 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 go. Right. Okay. And now we have an extra special section for you, Dom. Which is we have some questions that fans of the show have sent in. Who's going to start? Uh
2: Well, they're in order on the document. <laughs> <gehört> I know that was that was so that was so sassy. like douchey and sassy, but yeah.
1: In acknowledgement <laughs> of the document that Stu <laughs> referenced I don't
3: have the document in front of me, oh, so okay. I sorry. just oh. wrote them down. Okay, oh, yeah. that'll do be... <laughs> sorry. It...
1: This is what you get relying on the bloody documents, <laughs> so, Stu. So...
3: Okay, so I have a question from Mary Moo from Twitter. Oh, um, Mary Moo? Mary, Mary Moo is that and, really her her name? and her mum. And her
0: mum. Mary... And her
3: Mum Colette.
0: Oh, is that we
3: Colette Moo? To...
1: Colette Moo. Uh, Colette Moo, yeah. yeah okay. Colette
3: Mary Moo and Colette Moo, yeah. Um, <laughs> they're not they're not my, my follower from Texas who likes girl, though. No. Okay. Right. <laughs> we, love, we love her. <laughs> we do love her. Um that's Ashley. Ashley will be very happy if I give her a shout out. Right, Mary Moo from Twitter and her Mum Colette would like to know how you style your mustache and which products you use. Oh,
0: <gasps> well. <clears throat> Yeah, everyone wants to know. It's almost like, it's such a fascination uh, with the Tash. But I do, I use a, if I give you the gay answer, I say Mm -hmm. fairy dust and scaffolding. (laughs) That's what I normally say. But the reality is it's uh, it's a product called Schwarzkopf. uh, Well, it's by Schwarzkopf and it's called Glued. And it's like this tube of, Mm -hmm. well, it's a yellow tube and it's got, it's like white gunky stuff. And (laughs) what happens? (laughs) So I shove a, shove a, mascara wand up it and then I brush it through and then I actually use a hairdryer so I I actually own a hairdryer for my (laughs) Tash and uh, and then I blow dry it into shape, which is always embarrassing when I'm then in a hotel and there isn't a hairdryer, I call down to get a hairdryer and then the person hands over a hairdryer and looking really confused. It's like, it's, it's fine, you don't want to know. Um, <laughs> but the other thing, the only thing is, is that it, because it's, it really, I mean, it's rock solid and I can get away with, it sometimes. especially in lockdown, because let's face it, did we have a shower every day? Mm. Did we? Mm. Did we? No. <laughs> So it will stay put for a good couple of days without having to sort of worry about it. But the only thing is, is that if it gets humid or like in winter, when the condensation is coming out, it will start to loosen and go back to white. So I get these white droplets all around my tash and it looks like I've (laughs)
2: literally
0: been burning a quick bob. You know, on the bike shows <laughs> so it's really I get i get funny looks i have to but then i mop it as if like you know i'm cleaning myself up it's like either way i look like a fucking dirty hoe so um but so that's my life
1: local drag star elizabeth crawford asks if you have any advice on gaining confidence with your makeup abilities
0: Ooh, i think Uh, It's all about practice. If I'm honest, makeup is all about practice. I think, again, social media has this idea that or has given people this idea that you create the perfect liquid liner in one flick. And the reality is, it's taken that influencer 14 takes and about five hours to get that one shot. So practice, it's all about practice wouldn't
1: you say? Yeah. Didn't you get that in Glow Up where when they were doing the TikTok challenge and Riley, who's used to spending hours with it, was really struggling and you didn't expect them to struggle, but it's because they're used to having tons and tons of takes, whereas the other people who didn't really know what they were doing
0: kind of actually did better with it. I think that's the thing. So I've just started TikTok and I mean, that is savage. (laughs) I Honestly, I I have been crying in corners over some of the comments people have been throwing <laughs> my way. It's yeah. like, oh my god, I didn't realize twelve year olds could be so cruel. But they are oh, foul. It's like, you know, I mean, I, I, honestly, I've had the work, like some of the most vilest comments you could ever imagine. I'm very lucky. I don't get I don't get many, but the ones I do are really cutting, and I I find it really funny. I find it quite enjoyable in a weird sadistic way but yeah tiktok they are they've really kind of they go for the jugular they don't hold back why, why are we talking about that <laughs> oh yeah, Randomly because, raised it, yeah because the time the time it takes you to you know you're doing a you do like an instagram reel and it can take you all day mm. you know i don't think people realize actually how much of a full-time job being on social media is and when they do they suddenly realize actually how much effort goes into it and and i think um you know people need to give a lot of these young makeup artists a hell of a lot more credit you know for for not just creating amazing makeup but then the editing and the sort of the 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 transitions all that sort of stuff it's proper proper hard graft
3: right lucy from instagram wants to know if there are any plans to bring back the mac strada blush because it was perfect oh, for pale oh. skin i agree
0: <laughs> isn't it just mm-hmm. oh i'm a natural best... redhead it was perfect on me it's just the most incredible color weirdly i don't think it's actually being discontinued mm. i want to say that it is still around i'm gonna do a, i'm gonna do a little quick look uh, it, 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 it's searching it's searching it's searching Oh, it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um yeah it's one of those things that it is it's the most amazing color it's the most amazing color on the eyes. I've got a couple in my stash. I've got like um in the spare room. We've got like ward five wardrobes across one side and only two of them actually hold clothes. The rest, is, <laughs> the, rest the rest is in makeup and drawers and drawers of makeup. Um it is the most amazing color. The answer is no. Sorry. Um <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I would love to say I, that I have I know. I would love to say that I have that power to bring things back like that. But I really, I don't. I am. a I am a minion. I am. A, I'm not even a minion with two eyes. I've just got one eye that just that's constantly looking for banana. Um, so that's 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 my life. But no, I always I always dream of having like my own Mac collection. And that I promise you, if, I, if ever that happens, it will be it will be part of that collection because Strada is something that everyone should have. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Sorry. If you don't know what Strada is, you're literally just bored shitless right now. um, (laughs) For Mac people, makeup people, Strada is one of those sort of like iconic, it's like. Orgasm. Mm, no, it is. It's,
3: it's the level of iconic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And felt yeah. it's
3: like. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> to, to be fair, Mac is my favorite
1: makeup brand. But then again, I only really use it for things like eyeliner, like all of my foundation and stuff. I think all my foundation stuff is Max Factor. Because they have this wonderful pan stick. And I think that's out of... I think they don't do that anymore. So I literally have a drawer of about 10 of them. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> kind of, so I'll be like, okay, this is, this is how long it'll take until I get cancelled.
0: If I survive yeah. past then, I'm going to have to...
1: <laughs> then you're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: I know they did... Um, Mac did a uh, what's called a beauty powder, which is a weird sort of cross between like a press powder and sort of uh, like an illuminating powder. And they did it for the Gareth Pugh collection. And this was probably about 10 years ago. And I bought six of them because <laughs> it's just the most amazing powder. I'm still not through my first one. So I kind <laughs> of over <laughs> over sort of bought, but it made me happy did, to know that I've got I did some.
3: the same with the
0: Wonder Woman collection. I went wild. <laughs> in it, in it just, yeah. <laughs> I call all, all of that stuff, I call um my retirement fund it's actually like i've got no retirement apart from trying to sell some dodgy old mac stuff from years ago to fans uh that's the only way i'm going to get my bahamas holiday so. <laughs> um,
2: so i've got a question from tony the doll another fantastic local drag artist she would like to know if there's any secret techniques that you use so you know anything that you've not previously said in one of the million interviews that you've had before an exclusive.
0: Uh, bleh, bleh, bleh. So I think the weird thing is, is that I'm always surprised with things as a makeup artist. I'm sure Baron knows. You you do things, you do them naturally, and then you tell someone, and everyone's like, "Really? Like what?" You know, like the other day, I, I was talking to um, a beauty journalist called Nadine, Nadine Bagot, and I was just literally saying about putting on blusher, but downwards. And everyone was like, sorry, what? And it's like, yeah, brushing down. Don't brush up, brush down. And they were like, I'm sorry. I, and, and the comments of like, you've changed my life. It's like, really? Blusher has changed your life. But <laughs> you forget, you don't realise actually some of the things that you do as a makeup artist. So it's hard to sort of say, is there anything I do that I haven't told anyone? Probably. But what that is, I have no idea.
3: <laughs> makeup by Candy, Okay. and an I, asks... What's the best thing about working for Mac? Oh,
0: oh, my God. I mean, you know what? It's PC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally did an SPC order this, uh, this afternoon. Um, those Star Buys. It's like I've got a cupboard full of Christmas sets, Christmas gifts already. Joe
3: Malone Star Buys, not last month uh. before. Oh, uh, the sets
0: the joe malone oh. sets for 24 pound i didn't get any i i was there
3: i i ordered for those I had, who I... don't know spc oh. is the staff product
0: shop that you that you buy things online if you work for yeah. Loda. it's just just like you get no paycheck because you literally give it back to them <laughs> every month <laughs> it's just... and it's always the same it's like joe malone tom ford uh what else glam glow i'm all about glam glow so i'm I'm like constantly buying that anyway sorry what were we saying what's the question uh, <laughs> what's what, the best candy thing about working, working is, for candy mac asking something uh <laughs> what does sorry. candy want to know what's the best thing about working for mac, what's the best thing about working for mac? <laughs> uh best thing for mac is uh i mean i've been there i've been with mac now for 17 years and it is i still i still love it i love i love the people i love the products uh i love the i love the style of it i love the ideology behind it i love the you know the all ages all races all genders it's so difficult sometimes because you meet people and they try and show you stuff from other brands and you're like uh-huh <laughs> uh-huh you know and you desperately want to try and be nice but you, you're just like babe that's like rubbish. You know, the pigment is, is just non-existent. Don't show me a blue eyeshadow until you show me a blue eyeshadow. There's so many things that come up and I think I am a Mac obsessive as well. I just, I genuinely am obsessed with, I, I get so excited on a Wednesday because on a Wednesday I have a meeting with my friend, Nicole and Nicole works in uh, the marketing department. And so Every Wednesday. Sometimes that she doesn't have anything to show me. But, you know, we'll just have a natter about stuff. But um, she will show me sort of like all the new things that are coming out sort of like in a year or two years. And she wants to just sort of get some insight into it. And I literally it's my favorite part of the week I just absolutely love it because I just I just you know there's so many things that you just think okay I've seen it all and then they just come out with something completely out of out of the wilderness something else will come out and it's just it's just so good so it's it's really hard to sort of say what it is I love most about working for Mac but I appreciate what Mac has done for me you know and I think it's it's you, you can get very cynical about working for any company after a certain amount of time you kind of feel can feel frustrated and feel like you know like okay I'm enough i I need to move on but you know I've worked at backstage at jeremy Scott shows in New York because of Mac. Mm-hmm. I have been to Singapore to do body painting for asia's next top model <laughs> because of Mac and this is sound i i can I know you're going oh this fucking sounds sick, but it's the genuine truth like having the the privilege to work with new artists and know that I remember being that sort of fresh face sort of eager wanting to sort of learn stuff and being able to sort of just spend some time with someone and and see them develop and then actually sometimes sadly sometimes they will leave and they will go off and do something else but they go on to amazing stuff it's one of those things that when I when I started working for Mac they were saying a presentation about something and, and I was like not paying attention until they said that they always felt like black sheep of the family until they worked for Mac and realized that we were all black sheep. And it was like, that was exactly how I feel. Like I never felt like I fitted into anything in my life. I never felt like I fitted in at school. I never felt like I fitted in, you know, even with friends. It's like, I felt like I was just being friends because if I didn't have them, I'd be on my own. (laughs) It's like, like, you know, you kind of, you're kind of making it work and it's about finding your tribe. You know, RuPaul always says about find your tribe and, you know, finding your family. And actually Mac is, Place where you can be a little bit odd and you can be a little bit weird, and actually that's okay, and actually that's unique, and that's what we want. Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, 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 girl. Right. So, thank you very much, fans, for your wonderful questions. There. Now, putting aside makeup chat for a moment, how are you feeling about the third season of UK Drag Race?
0: I'm surprised that they've even sort of started even promoting season three UK like already. Okay, technically well they did than... they posted something didn't they on yeah, on, on like the ground
2: they're coming soon kind of thing
0: yeah. yeah but it's like even then it's like that's really early so
1: it's so supposed to think... be Lawrence,
2: you know it's like hey you were the you were the winner yeah. for four months two seconds <laughs> yeah. yeah well it, yeah. it's because they delayed that the end of that season though because obviously they were meant to air that a good four four months before it got yeah so mm. it is very unfortunate for Lawrence, but i don't feel like it's gonna at least he got a
1: big cash prize you know yes yeah <laughs>
2: Um what's the cash value of a repeater badge that we've <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll Hold on, I'll
0: I'll check eBay. Well, so
2: considering we, th- we, we we mixed repeater badges, I don't think it's much value. Uh,
0: I do feel I do feel bad for Lawrence because I do feel like he got a bit of a a lot of people didn't think that he deserved to win. And I mean I myself saw sort of, you know, you saw other queens really project and really sort of build upon things and but he was yeah. consistent from the minute he walked out. Um, I think, and I think that, with that, people don't see growth, and therefore they don't yeah. feel like you're you're of any value. And I think that's a real shame because he really is a, a, an incredible talent.
2: It is. It's true. It's it's tough when you come off the bat, and it's like win, win, win,
0: and mm. then. But
2: I mean, the thing is, the second half of that, after the COVID, there was a bit of a plummeting roller coaster for Lawrence, and I think it was because there was less confidence when Lawrence came back, which is really unfortunate because absolutely smashed the bloody first half. But still, did really well the second half. It's not like you saw Lawrence in the bottom every week or anything. It was just that Bimini came back and kind of went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. Some of yeah. us had a glow up in the last few months. You know, <laughs> and, uh, Bimini was probably the prime example of that. So,
0: like, if I if I'm just completely, I mean, I like, I'm such a huge Drag Race fan, and when you have the UK one coming, you had this fear of like, how are we going to emulate what goes on in the US? Like you know we aren't the us we aren't as polished or as as tweaked as 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 they are you know they've had 13 seasons to sort of build upon then when you see other like down under um you suddenly then go Oh my God, we're actually we're really good, really good, and and that's what I think was was actually probably really beneficial <laughs> was oh, actually yeah. having Down Under to make everyone go. Actually, you know, we do have incredible talent in the UK, and it's incredible that we're we're getting to see it.
2: I think it helps for the UK when you put on characters like Davinia De or Tea Coffee, like the super camp really funny creatures that kind of draw you into the british culture then you surround them with really talented uk artists as well so you're drawn in by these personalities and then you also get to see the other talents surrounding them and it's just plus it's very british and i think yeah. the thing you've got to remember is we enjoy the us one for certain reasons but the us enjoy ours for completely different reasons really They're not going to come to the UK one and go, I think there's going to be loads of fashion, like our fashion. They're going to come and go, this is going to be gritty, it's going to be fun, it's going to be down to earth. And the US are watching it for the accent as well, aren't they? Americans tend to love a British accent the same way that we like certain accents as well. So, I don't know, I think there's always going to be appeal for the UK one, and we, we wanted it for long enough. I mean, we waited, what, 12 bloody... US seasons before we got one, so you know, we bided out our time. And I think the good thing as well is that they're now starting to include more than just Queens or you know, cis queens.
0: Hmm.
2: Maybe not to the extent that they should. I say maybe not, definitely not to the extent that they should
3: definitely not. (laughs)
2: But progress is happening and if you know 13 seasons tra- later yeah oh yeah absolutely <laughs> well you say 13 13 us seasons several spin-off seasons but it's kind of one of them things like is it better late than never i mean yes technically at least it's a big public platform but
3: i mean this is this is the thing yeah it's a, it's a huge platform and i would never say to someone who was the term afab mm-hmm. don't go on RuPaul because he doesn't support afab people in the in the drag community because if you've got that opportunity to use that platform you fucking use that platform yeah oh yeah my biggest issue and you're gonna hate me for saying this and you're probably gonna cut it but i don't care because i will tell everyone this Mm. my biggest issue with drag race is that rupaul is a cis man telling women Mm. how they should look no cis man should be telling women how they should look Mm. so he's telling drag queens you need to look like this in order to look like my idea of a woman and I hate that. It mm. breaks my heart. It does.
2: I think one of the more more ironic parts of that as well is Rue does absolutely nothing anymore. Rue's
3: like well, it's, yeah. it's
2: been said, like even with the tea or coffee joke, where it's like, well, if you had my artists and my this and this and this, you'd also look like this. It's like, well, first of all, not everyone wants to look like that. So, but yeah, okay. If we did want to look like that, you're right. You have got all of these fabulous makeup artists and wig designers and everyone behind you. So that's not realistic. You know, you've got us doing a makeup look in 45 minutes and you want us to look like you do in four hours with 13 people backing (laughs) you up. And you want us to look like that particular idea of you after four hours with 13 people behind you. It is problematic. That said, though, the more people that do get on the show that aren't just the first 15 seasons of the same thing. At least it is a platform. It's not a yes. Rip. No,
3: a hundred percent. I yeah, support everyone it. that goes onto that platform mm. and uses that platform mm. afterwards for good. Yeah,
2: afterwards, that's the thing. Yeah,
0: because you got to yeah. play the game. It was interesting because it's. It, I can't, I totally hear what you're saying, and, and I support what you're saying. On the flip side, you know, the the development of having someone like Got Mick, I think, has been a real shake up for everyone including RuPaul I I I can only just imagine that 10 years ago he never thought that that was going to be something that would happen you know and with with all the sort of the returning queens especially in season six where they're you know a lot of them are coming back as as trans women that is another thing that was very controversial for him at the time and the rest of the community was like no that's not it shouldn't be a problem like what's the what's the issue and 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 the thing is if he wants to maintain the the impact of the show it is this change that he's going to have to work on absolutely to to maintain it because it only gets to certain to a certain stage before it starts repeating itself and it has to evolve and it got that in season seven yeah, yeah well the interesting thing about about it all is the fact that it allows more conversation about the issue of of gender of identity and of what is drag and i think you know the fact that they've changed the title sequence where it says it doesn't say the word woman in the title anymore you know and that they're making those changes and yeah that there may be as small steps
2: it's like we're saying like even if they're making small steps but it's starting bigger conversations even a conversation like this if we have 20 20 people listening to the podcast And this makes them have a conversation with another person. That's another 20 people on top of that 20 people. And that's Mm. how it spreads. If you have these conversations about, you know, being more diverse, being more inclusive, or even just calling people on their shit when they're not, that's Mm. even better. You know, having a conversation with your friends and being like, yep, I agree this, this, this. The better conversation sometimes to have is, no, why not? Or, Mm. you know.
1: It's all about having discussions. I mean, it's like, you know, gay rights would have got nowhere if people didn't realise Oh, oh! I know someone who's gay, and they're not a monster, or they're not like this. And and it's at that stage now with like you know the transgender population, where people are like, oh, I I know them, and they're they're not doing it for attention. They're not doing it for like the you know like this that and the other. And not also
3: predators in toilets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: of these like you know like exactly like the gay community had where we had all of these like scaremongering tactics by people who were just making shit up and whatnot and it's you know and it's good and people get to practice things like 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 you and me baron where i keep sort of trying to get my pronouns right and sort of and learning not to apologize learning just to kind of quickly make the change and then be like carry on with the sentence and and you get better at it but no one's gonna ever improve if they just lock themselves away and be like this is what my idea of drag is this is what my idea of gender is this is what my idea of so it's good that rupaul's kind of someone's come into that room and pulled them out and they're kicking and screaming being like come on this is what drag is now
0: Mm. well i think because it's interesting you say that because literally a couple of weeks ago i had a conversation with my dad so my dad's in his 70s you know and he's always been accepting of me there's, there's never been any negativity or anything like that. You know, now in my forties and he's in his seventies, he now, he said to me, so I need to ask you a question. I need to ask you about what, what is trans? What is that about? Hmm. And being able to then sit with my dad and explain, right, you have something called sex, which is the biology of what you have physically. Then you have gender, which is this, you know, point a to point b and everything in between and around and all sorts Mm. and then you have orientation which is then your desire of and being able to sort of break it down and i used got mick as as a reference point and i said so there's this drag queen called got mick got mick was born with female sexual organs but they transitioned to become male but they their sexual orientation is gay and by being able to sort of split that down into the three different categories a 70 year old man or 70 plus year old man was able to totally understand it It was like oh my god i get it 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 doesn't scare me this idea of gender non-conforming and gender fluidity and all these sort of things that are being thrown at me which i just don't understand because there's man and there's woman and i don't know what else there is being able to have that conversation with him and utilize things within the queer community that are populous tv fodder you know, as a point of as a reference point for a seventy year old man, now he completely understands. And that's really the conversation that Drag Race has the ability to allow to happen. It's maybe not as quick as we in the community want it to happen, but it's those it is those micro moments that allow the rest of society to sort of catch up with us in in a way.
1: Oh, 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 oh girl. Right. Well, I think it's probably time to round things off for the evening. Thank you very much for being on the show, Baron and Dom. Baron, do you have anything that you'd like to promote while you're here?
3: Check out my TikToks because uh, I'm a daddy Dom on there. So enjoy that. <laughs> <Fair enough.
1: laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> and from one daddy Dom to another, Dominic, do you have anything that you'd like to promote?
0: Oh, um, I don't know if I can beat that so i think i'm just gonna instagram, say instagram tiktok please. you can you can i would i mean you know if you've already watched glow up rewatch it if you haven't give it a go it's on bbc iplayer now um seasons one, two, three. i mean can you believe it three seasons no i can't depending on when this goes out i do have a really actually you're the first people i'm gonna tell Ooh. so yeah <gasps> you can't believe it. well it comes it comes out in The first week in August, but we have at MAC, we have a a lipstick called Viva Glam. And Viva Glam is uh, a lipstick that we sell that every single penny goes to the MAC AIDS Fund, which supports HIV charities up and down the country. It supports LGBTQIA plus rights, as well as education for women and girls. And all from just selling one lipstick. We don't make any money off it. And I've had the absolute privilege to design uh, like a, a a thing that's a, a stamp that's going over it so it's a special one-off love is love viva glam and the love is love is written in loads of different font and each letter is a different pride flag from within the lgbtqia plus uh, family it's something that i've just absolutely loved working on um and it's a special there's only going to be sort of like Couple of hundred made, and it's only going to be available online and in select stores. Uh, and that launches in Brighton on what would have been Brighton uh, Pride, so the first weekend in August. And then it's gonna it's gonna be online, and we're gonna be then sending it around the country at different times between now and Christmas.
3: Amazing! So that I'm really excited. I'm that really is, excited about that. Is
0: amazing. Love it's that. So good. Want that. need that. It's really bizarre because I absolutely love the Viva Glam because uh, I I support and. Actually, I can probably tell you as well. Um, but I've also just been given the privilege of being a patron for Positive East, which is a HIV charity in East London, which is something I, I've been working with them and supporting them for, for about a decade now. And the fact that they've now asked me to be a patron is amazing. So, uh, so that's another thing that I'm super excited about. So, uh, really? so yeah, there's loads of, loads of really good stuff about sort of, um, uh, with the Viva Glam and, and with Positive East. <laughs> so, so yeah. Oh, and actually as a patron, I should say, you all need to sign up for the Red Run. So go on to positiveeast.org. I think I've said that right. (laughs) (laughs) And sign up for the Red Run because obviously they couldn't do one last year. And the Red Run is a charity fun run, Uh, 5K, 10K. You can walk it. It happens the last weekend in November uh, before World AIDS Day. And it's a really fun, it's a bit of a festival vibe. So it's a really good fun uh, run around London to sign up for that as well. So there you go. There's three things I've plugged and I've literally taken up forever.
1: That's a good lot of plugs. Brilliant. A triple plug. Triple plug. Oh my word. Someone's ambitious. Oh, hello. But it's
0: a I- plug for each of us.
1: Two Ooh. in the pink, one in the stick. <laughs> oh. And here's you being like, oh, I've got nothing to promote. Oh, oh, I've got nothing, got nothing to promote, promote.
0: However,
2: I've
1: got <laughs> nothing however. Let me tell you. you. Pad
0: and pen. Let me plug, tell you another on. plug,
2: plug, another
1: plug. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like my Saturday. <laughs> anyway, I
0: think I
3: just threw <laughs> up in my mouth a little bit.
2: <laughs> and Stu, how about you? So we've just went through a few changes, a few things have happened in life. So we are now Girl Global. We are going to be continuing with the Fabulous Podcast, thankfully. Uh, we've got loads of interviews coming up. We've got a lot of collaborations in the works. And there may be some new little exclusive items and stuff to go on to a shop in the future. Oh. Plugged on.
1: Naturally, you have me, The Velvet Snatch. You can go to thevelvetsnatch.com and visit my YouTube and Instagram, which I will update one day when the planets align. But <laughs> You can watch my silly YouTube videos there. You can check out my Instagram and you can listen to the previous episodes of this very podcast. Thank you, everyone who's tuned into this episode. We'll see you next time here on Girl.
2: Goodbye.
1: <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just waving goodbye. Bye. Oh, brilliant.
2: <laughs> the goodbye is always fantastic because it's kind of just an awkward, like, oh, yeah, we're done. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye. bye. Or,
1: oh, <laughs> oh, my takeaway's just arrived. I'll just go and get in.
3: Chicken nugget.
1: Oh, no second
2: no portion no- of nuggies are here.
3: Oh, 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 oh,